Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and other experts in the food and beverage industry about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. At Food Navigator USA, we write a lot about the rise and potential of e-commerce and online grocery shopping as a channel that's good for new companies trying to get their feet wet as they build brand awareness, consumer demand, and distribution. But obviously, before there was the internet, there was television, which allowed food and beverage brands to reach out and engage with consumers directly through several home shopping channels, the most famous of which are now HSN, QVC, and Evine. Now, despite what some people might think, e-commerce is not killing home shopping or television, just like how video did not kill the radio star. In fact, this channel offers significant marketing opportunities and sales potentials to new and established brands. But there are a few pitfalls to watch out for and hurdles to clear in order to succeed. To help us navigate the home shopping channel, I caught up with Amy Goldsmith and Paul Pruitt, who work together at the Prame Group, which is a group that helps brands find a foothold in the confections category. Amy also has extensive experience showcasing foods on HSN, and Paul somehow manages to not only be the CEO of the Prame Group, but also of a snack bar company called Mediterra. Based on their experience, Amy and Paul agreed that the television home shopping retail channel is not like any other. Based on our experience, it is a very uh, different and unique animal as compared to other channels. Um, obviously, there, there, there's a time frame. In other words, you know, a, any, any brand, whether it be food or, or otherwise, uh, gets a very limited, finite amount of airtime. Um, so you have to be very precise um, and, and consistent with your messaging on air. And obviously, there's a, there's a visual component to it, which um, for many brands is, is, a, is a big plus because you can demonstrate uh, how a product can, can work um, or taste or um, you can show the texture of a product, again, as, as in food products, which is where you know, Amy and I are, are most familiar with, with these types of channels. Um, so for us, it's been a very uh, beneficial experience in either launching new brands or uh, bolstering existing brands uh, via new, new product extensions. Um, so it, it's, it's been a great experience, but of course there's pros and cons. One of the biggest cons is that companies going on home shopping television will not make millions and millions and millions of dollars in sales like many might think. In fact, to hear Amy and Paul tell it, brands that hit the air are lucky to sell enough to break even on the production costs. But Paul was quick to clarify that less than stellar sales is only a con if companies look at the channel primarily as a sales venue. Rather, he suggests that firms think about home shopping retail as a marketing venture and not a sales one. My approach with the three uh, channels that you mentioned, HSN, QVC, or Evon, I look at it as a marketing expense, not necessarily in the sales bucket. In other words, if a brand can get exposure through these channels and break even and or make it profitable, 
uh, that's a win as far as I'm concerned. Uh, because what it can often do, if you're a brand that's trying to um, increase its shelf presence at the retail level or build you know, other distribution in, in, in other um, more traditional means, um, it can help build a story for your brand because, again, you have the time to tell the brand story and, and, and explain um, the genesis of the brand, uh, which, again, no other sort of sales channel can offer that. Um, but the margins can be challenging. And uh, because, as you can well imagine, TV airtime uh, isn't, isn't necessarily inexpensive. And so those channels need to uh, be selling at a certain price and achieve a certain margin in order to make it, um, you know, make it equitable for, from their standpoint. So, um, y y y which is why, again, I look at it I, from a marketing standpoint, ne not necessarily sales. From that perspective, Amy adds that being on HSN, QVC, or Evine elevates consumers' perceptions of the brand, which can benefit long-term sales. People really perceive, um, I mean, when you say to even a retail buyer or you say to a consumer, oh, this, you know, as seen on QVC or seen on HSN, they, they perceive that as, as important or as um, credible. So it, it adds value to the brand. I mean, they, I think that they think that, you know, it, well, it is. It's very hard to get a product on there. And um, so they see it as like a pristine product to say that, you know, oh, it's been on QVC or it's been on HSN. Um, but, yes, like it, it is, I mean, most brands and certainly, you know, startup food brands cannot afford advertising, period. So this is a great way to do, an, in a sense, an infomercial yeah, which then, as Amy mentioned, you can also then stream that on your website, again, to, to, to give legitimacy to, to your brand, especially if you're a fairly new brand to the market. Um, and also, you know, another long-tail selling you know, opportunity, too, is um, the dot-coms. So even if you air for, say, eight minutes today, um, your products can live on their dot-com uh, shopping online store, uh, indefinitely. As long as it continues to sell there, um, they most likely won't remove it from that store. There are long tail you know, benefits after the airtime, which you can leverage creatively, you know, again, on your website or in your marketing and sales materials. To get, like, for example, I've seen many vendors at trade shows within their booth. They'll have a, um, you know, a rotating... Uh, TV screen, which uh, shows their airing on and either video on loop. Q, could yeah. create, right, video on loop. So when you walk by, they kind of point to it and say, you know, see, we've been on this TV channel. We're legitimate. We're here to stay. We've arrived type of a thing. Companies interested in marketing through the home shopping television should carefully consider their options to find the best fit and brace for competition. Um, you know, QVC is in um, Pennsylvania, HSN is in Florida, and Evine is in Minneapolis. Um, you know, QVC is the, the big guy, millions and millions and millions of, of viewers. Um, HSN would probably be second, followed by Evine, which is newer. If I had to, if I had to kind of summarize it, um, and I've heard this from, from many people in the industry, 
QVC, you can, you can liken QVC to Walmart. You can liken HSN to Target. And Evine is more sort of boutique-ish. Amy added some channels also are more stringent or lenient in terms of companies hitting their sales figures. Um, in, in the food world at HSN, it tends to be a little bit more forgiving. So if you don't necessarily hit your numbers, um, they're, they're more, but you do a good job, um, they're likely to bring you back on again and, and, and try it out again, um, whereas QVC is more cutthroat. You don't hit those numbers, and um, they're, they're probably not going to bring you back. I've worked with many brands at HSN who were at QVC and, and were either asked to leave or were not asked back and came over to try and give it a shot at HSN. Um, and so t- HSN tends to be less forgiving. There's more eyes, though, at QVC. I mean, so, you know, it's kind of, um, you know, big fish, small pond scenario, you know, too, with HSN, although that pond is still very large, you know, don't be mistaken. But it's, um, it's, it's, it is certainly smaller than QVC. Paul also points out that deciding which television channel to team up with will also depend on a company's operational and logistical capabilities. He explained that because television shopping outlets require all the inventory to be in place, ready to ship, before a company can go on the air, a company needs to determine how much money it can tolerate having tied up in product and how much risk it wants to take on the chance it can't sell everything in the 8 to 12 minutes of airtime that it has on a channel. QVC's uh, sales objectives are typically going to be much higher than, say, an HSN. And if, if again, if, depending on the size of your company, um, if you bolster inventory to meet the QVC you know, pre-airing demand, um, but then don't hit expectations, you know, you're left with a much bigger hit there sitting in your inventory versus, versus an HSN. Um, so it, 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 you know, you've got to look at what your, your budget is um, for something for this type of initiative to make sure that you can um, weather the storm if it doesn't go well quite honestly scenario like HSN if if you get the purchase order for a large quantity and it doesn't sell in that scenario that Paul just gave there's a chance that they'd ask you back to help kind of get through the inventory There are also some strategies for managing this risk and the potential leftover inventory. If you're going to, there's two options, which again, uh, you can either ship to their warehouses and um, they can, uh, as they take orders on, on air or online, they'll ship accordingly, or you can have your product in your own warehouses, um, which is the route that I've always preferred because uh, it, it, it lessens the risk because you're not shipping in product and then potentially taking back product, which, which you may have sold in on consignment. Um, and, and there's that, and then there's just loading up all the, the various SKUs in, uh, within their systems and through their portals, portals that they provide uh, pre-airing. Um, I mean, all of that. And then also you know, setting up EDI, um, which is which is part of their back-end sales system. I mean, all of that needs to take place uh, before the airing, and that typically will take, you know, uh, will be all set up a couple months ahead of time. 
and your warehouse needs to be pre-approved if you're going to drop ship. You mentioned that you favor keeping the product at your own warehouse so that you don't have the expense, I guess, of shipping it to theirs or shipping it back. But what all entailed in that choice? Do they come out and make sure you have everything packaged up with a bow and ready to go? They do, as a matter of fact. So what, what, what typically they do, once they've decided that they would like to place your product on air, um, then you start getting into the nitty-gritty you know, where, where the blocking and tackling takes place, which is they'll put in a, a purchase order, an advanced purchase order, a couple, you know, say like two months ahead of a time. You must build, you must have exactly how much product uh, they have placed within their purchase order sitting in your warehouse or at their warehouse ready to ship. So, um, and until such time, they won't put your product on air because the last you know, risk that they want to take is to advertise this product, spend the time and money and, and effort doing so, and then having the vendor not be able to fulfill the orders. So um, all of that has to be done ahead of time. And, and as you can imagine, um, it costs money to build inventory, to, um, to have a warehouse that is um, a- a- approved. Um, all of that takes time and effort. Another factor that Paul says companies need to consider related to inventory and shipping is the size of the product. He explains that something is too heavy, such as a beverage, or too bulky like pillows, the economies of scale won't work out in the company's favor to sell them on television and ship them. So if a company's gotten this far in the evaluation process and still thinks going on a home shopping television show is a good idea, the next thing that company needs to tackle is who will represent the brand on air, one of them or a hired spokesperson. Amy says deciding on the star of the show depends a lot on their comfort level in front of the camera and ability to stay focused in a chaotic situation. Um, it's, it's incredibly intense. You have a person, a host that you're standing next to that you're trying to have a normal conversation with. You've got maybe three or four cameras around you and they're you know, on your hands, looking at the product, they're switching cameras, and you have an IFB, those are the little earpieces in your ear with a producer telling you where to look, at the same time telling you to repeat things if they're getting too many questions about something specific in the call center. They'll tell you in real time, Amy, say blue, we're getting too many questions if it's a sky blue or a, you know, a navy blue, you know, repeat, repeat the blue, you know. Um, they'll tell you in, right then and there, so you have to repeat it. Um, Meanwhile, there's a screen also that's telling you how many calls are in the queue, how many people are phoning in, how many are on the, the Internet, on the website buying, um, you know, your, your sales per minute. I mean, you, and you shouldn't be looking at that screen, but you, you really honestly can't help it. And, you're, and all, all the while, you're trying to communicate to how many millions of people who are watching about this product and look, try and look normal and... Um, you know, and, and so you're talking to all of these people and all of the people in your ear and next to you and all at once. So it, it, it takes a lot, of, a lot of effort to, to remain calm. And while she encourages someone from the company to do the talking because they have more skin in the game, she acknowledges that sometimes that isn't possible. 
In that case, brands can work with the channel to find someone local to represent them on air. This choice can also save the company money if they don't live near the television channel headquarters. It might come down to a budgetary question. Um, if, if you've got to fly somebody in from the West Coast to the East Coast because you're an HSN, well, you, you, you might not be able to afford that. So it might be more beneficial to hire somebody locally, which HSN can, can connect you with, and train that person, um, either via Skype or, um, or, or phone, and um, you know, just, just get up that person up and ready for that. Because there's hotel costs, there's, there's obviously um, travel, other related travel costs, and if you need to minimize though those, then you know you you need to do so up front. And one other thing I do want to add too is that working with a frame group, like Paul said, can also help minimize not only some of the risk but also the cost. Because when you are a new brand, you have to fly out to wherever and go to orientation, and then you have to fly out again to go to training. If you are the person going on air, that doesn't necessarily occur. When, right before you go on. So it's not like you get your airtime and then you, you know, fly in a day early and you go get trained. It, it, it's sort of arbitrary. So that, there may be two or three different flights or you know, trips to a home shopping network or QVC or Evine even before you get to go on the air with your, with your product. So working with, someone like, working with people like us, we've already, that, that's, that's old news. We've already gone through that. We don't have to go through through that. All of those costs are, are done. While deciding whether or how to market a product on a home shopping channel can be complicated and stressful, it also is rewarding and can be a great boost for the brand, according to both Amy and Paul. I would just say going in, I would say I think any brand should consider uh, this channel as, as a viable marketing and advertising tool. Um, and just you've got to minimize your upfront costs. It's, it's, it, is, it is a lot of fun, and, and you, you, it really is incredible when you, when you get off the air and you see all these sales coming in, and, it, and it's, you are on at some randomly strange time, and you're convinced no one in the world could possibly be watching. And then thousands of orders come in, and you just kind of scratch your head. And it's just really super incredible to watch. So there you have it. Television isn't dead. In fact, it can be a great marketing tool, if not necessarily a sales driver. For Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, I'm Elizabeth Crawford.